Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coach Taku. This is Mary, and I'm here with the wonderful, amazing Christina. And today we're going to be talking about Rent a Girlfriend. And this is a harem anime. And if you don't know what that means, basically, there are a lot of beautiful girls and one main male protagonist. And Rent a Girlfriend, the premise for this story is that there's, there's a man, he's in college, He's a young man, and he just got broken up with, basically his girlfriend broke up with him uh, about a few days ago. So he's really sad, wants company, is lonely, and is looking on his phone and finds an advertisement for this company called Rent-A-Girlfriend. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to try it. going to go out on a date with this fictitious girlfriend and see how it goes. And he ends up meeting this wonderful, beautiful young woman. Um, and then the story progresses from there. So, Christina, anything to add to that synopsis? Oh, man, I think just, um, you know, if you're big into current trends in anime, I feel like Rent-A-Girlfriend has taken the internet by storm. Uh, I know a lot of people consider Chizuru, the main female protagonist in this harem anime, to be the new best girl of 2020. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to chat about it because how we're going to connect a harem anime uh, how we're going to connect rent a girlfriend to coaching is, I think, really the harem genre as a whole. Like this concept of there being one eligible bachelor and all of these different mix and matches that you hope he ends up with, or sometimes you don't hope he ends up with. It, it really draws on this concept that we talk about in coaching around being responsible. And I don't just mean responsibility in the way that we are like, oh, if you have a dog, you have to be responsible for feeding your dog. But to really think of responsibility as a gradient for how at cause you are for the things in your life going the way that you want them to. And so the language that Mary and I have been trained to use around this is the idea that when you are at cause, you're super responsible for things. So in other words, you know, you have a vision of how your life, how you want your life to go. You're a demand for asking for what you need. You are very clear on what things will take to get what you want. And that's when you're on the spectrum of being more responsible. On the spectrum of then being less responsible, we would call being at effective things. So in other words, the idea of uh, you may feel a bit like a victim, like, oh my God, my husband snored all night last night, so I didn't get any sleep versus, oh, well, my husband was snoring last night, so I woke him up and asked him to put a nose guard on, and then I put my earplugs in. You can hear inherently the levels of responsibility in that conversation. And so Rent-A-Girlfriend is such a freaking funny show to talk about this concept with because I think what you notice immediately, and we'll get into in a sec, is Kazuya, our main character, is predominantly at the effect of everything in his life except for when it comes to Chizuru. And Chizuru uh, 
in a, in a perfectly foiled way, seems to be mostly at cause for things in her life, except for when it comes to uh, Kazuya. So that's what I wanted to share here. Before we dive into the series so, uh, too much, Mary, anything else you want to say around like responsibility as a coaching concept? I think uh, the only thing I'd add to the conversation, Christina, is that this is, is a really fun conversation because we all do it in some way at some point. And it's really fun to ask ourselves, hey, what are we being at cause for in our life? And what are we being at effect of, you know, what? And then just like taking a, a good look at ourselves on this side, because that's actually where there's a, I would assert there's a relationship between how at cause you are and how much possibility you can create in your life versus just being at effect of everything around you, just being at effect of your circumstances. And then just staying in that place and saying, well, it's never going to work or it's never going to happen without really being proactive about it. Yeah. So with that in mind, I know that our protagonist's proactivity or lack thereof was actually something that you really (laughs) struggled with while you were watching this, Mary. So do you want to kick us off with pointing to where Kazuya falls on the responsibility spectrum, so to speak? Okay, Christina, I got to tell you, I really struggled with this anime because so many times I was just like, what are you doing? And I think most, and it, it's an interesting thing when I'm looking at a something through a coaching lesson, they have this reaction because then it shows me, hey, there's something here too. And I think what I really struggled with was Kazuya is just um, out of fact of almost everything in his life. I mean, he had this relationship the girl broke up with him. He's still very much in the feelings of it, but it's almost like in every step and he goes out to create a fictitious, knowing that it's not real, a fictitious relationship. So he's still playing it safe in a, in a sense without really going after what he really wants, which is a, a beautiful relationship. And stays stuck throughout the way in how he thinks it should have gone or what should have happened instead of being, hey, this is how it went. This is what happened. Let me take some time to heal and then create something different and new that's more in service of me. And then when he does meet a beautiful woman, Shizuru, who he met through the rental girlfriend site, he's still really out of fact of everything. He can't tell her, hey, I really like you. And I would love it if we could actually go out together. And that whole thing just drove me crazy, Christina. I don't know about you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it did drive me crazy. And actually, I got to give a shout out to my husband, Paul, because he so he's read the manga. He was really excited when they announced an anime and he has been begging me to watch this. And so I know we're shit talking his main man a little bit here, but I think he'll just be grateful to hear this episode. But I think to your point, Mary, what and this is a useful coaching mode in itself. Oftentimes when we are irritated with or another word to use, this is when we get triggered by people usually means there's something useful there to take a look at. And as coaches, you know, if I was Kazuya's coach, what I would really want to focus on with this guy is like, he's just so dishonest. And I, I don't even mean it in a menacing way or a disingenuous way. I just mean it in a, he really does not have a lot of facility with speaking up for who he is or what he wants. And you see this pretty early on in the series when his ex-girlfriend, Mommy, sees him with Shizuru and immediately starts, you know, shit talking her and being this conniving little brat that she is. And Kazuya doesn't really know how to stand up for himself. 
uh, both when he's being spoken down to and even when Chizuru is being spoken down to. So if we were just looking at this on a, a scale of one to 10, to your point, Mary, I'd say the majority of the time, like, Kazuya probably falls in like the two or three camp of being responsible. And to his credit, I think what has him start to learn about responsibility is when he starts to have relationships that matter to him more than he matters to himself. Because he clearly has a lot of self-confidence issues and a lot of self-loathing going on over there. I know it's supposed to be a funny series, but I think outside of the ridiculousness of it, uh, Kazuya's story is pretty relatable. And as you see his feelings start to grow for Chizuru, you see his willingness to stand up for her. You see his willingness to protect her secret that she's a rent-a-girlfriend employee. And you even see the, I'd say the pinnacle of this when he's willing to jump off of their cruise ship and go rescue her when she falls into the ocean. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Because he drove me crazy at the beginning. I mean, my I was like, why? Why am I watching this, Christina? But then as I started going through it, and as I started seeing him interact with some of the other characters that later came in, I started to notice how he was actually more at cause. And it, there's a what I would say is part of his essence, part of his uh, being is, is really being kind and general. Like there's an inherent kindness in him that I don't think he's really connected to. And I say that because towards the end of the anime, he starts, he goes out on a date with a very shy rent-a-girlfriend. And I think her name is Sumi. And Sumi is real, it's hardcore introvert beautiful but really introverted and Kazuya is so gentle with her and it's almost like because he's always been in awkward positions he can relate to her in a way that others probably can't relate to her and in watching that I noticed that that was probably true of the interactions with all the women in this harem where he actually can connect with them on a different level because he's always been this awkward kind of outsider and can relate to the awkwardness in each of them in some way or another. Mm, I love that. What, what really struck out on what we just said, Mary, is it's like Kazuya's ability to connect with others and embrace their awkwardness is what gives him more facility with being at cause for the creating the relationships in a really authentic way. And um, I think on this note of authentic connection, it's a perfect segue to start talking about our best girl, Chizuru, because... If Kazuya starts as someone who's like totally victimized and out of effect of everything in his life, Chizuru's a fascinating foil to that because what you realize from the minute she puts down her good rent-a-girlfriend facade is this is an in-control, powerful, smart woman. Like she knows her act, she knows her shtick, she knows her game plan, she knows how to play her cards that she has like 400 five-star reviews on this freaking rental dating website. And she's very calculated in all of it. And so in a lot of ways, I would almost put Shizuru at like an eight or a nine on the responsibility spectrum because she is constantly at cause for creating the experience of life that she wants to have down to, for the most part, turning off eligibility to go on dates from people who go to the same university that she does. Whereas for her, the, the one thing that she seems to uh, continuously fall out effect of is this fear that she has of people realizing that she's a rent-a-girlfriend employee. 
And what we see is so many of the problems that both she and Kazuya run into is because of how determined she is to keep the secret. And it'll have her even uh, at times bend her own rules and and uh, gray up some of the boundaries of what she will and won't allow because you know she would do anything to make sure that her identity remains a secret. Yeah, I think she's so interesting for different for a different reason. Um, I mean, partially, yeah, she's totally at cause, but. I often ask myself the question, if it had not been Kazuya, would she still have gone through all those measures to hide her identity? And the other question as I was watching was, she's so, uh, she's so direct in many ways. You know, she's so clean about where she is and who she is and where she's going. So it made me wonder, what was it about this specific interaction that she just couldn't be open and honest about her feelings? And I'm not sure what the thing was there, but I'm curious, Christina, if you saw anything in that for her, because that's actually where I would want to go with her in a coaching conversation. It's like, well, what has, what's stopping you from actually just saying that you like this, this boy? Ooh, that's such a juicy point. And, you know, I think it's what makes the series work. Because when you think about it, here we are identifying that as much of a screw up as Kazuya can be sometimes, his one superpower is authentic connection. And really, Chizuru, what makes her so great at her rent-a-girlfriend position is that inauthentic connection or, or performing connection is her forte. So to your point, Mary, I'm not actually all that surprised that she struggles to articulate what she's feeling or thinking because it seems like going with what she feels is not how she moves forward in life. As she moves forward in life is performing and putting her head down and keeping up this image so that she continues to make decent money in her job. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And I'd love um, I, what I actually wanted from the anime is a little bit more of the backstory of everyone in there, because uh, I was lost with so many questions and I was like, I want to know more about all these characters and why they are acting in this way and what has them to be driven in this manner. But some of the other characters that came up that are really interesting to talk about in this conversation are the other the other female characters. So we have um, Ruka, who is also rent a girlfriend and actually ends up really uh, falling in love with with Kazuya. And I I think she's very much um, at cause for going after Kazuya. Maybe not always in the best of ways. Oh my God. Okay. So first of all, for anyone listening that tunes into a lot of different haram anime or just anime in general, like who else, as soon as they see a young girl with a pixie haircut that is either blue or has a blue sheen knows they're not getting the guy at the end of it. This has become (laughs) like a, as big of a trope as like, just any sort of stereotype anywhere. I mean, you see it with Evangelion, you see it with Darling in the Frank. Like this, this type, this like second runner up to the best girl position is such a thing. And so I, I really feel for Ruka because she, as soon as they decided to color in that shading with blue highlights, I knew it was over for her. Like she was never, <laughs> never getting this guy. Uh, but to come back to the light and bring us back to this coaching conversation we're having, to your point, Mary, as soon as Ruka realizes that she has feelings for Kazuya, she's immediately a demand for him becoming her actual boyfriend. 
And I think what's very interesting about this is the reason why Ruka is on the hunt for a stable boyfriend is you find out that she was born with a, a heart disorder. Like her heart beats more slowly than the average person. So she has these different medical things to deal with. And when she sees the way that Kazuya treats Chizuru, even though she knows Chizuru is a rented girlfriend, she thinks to herself, wow, like if he's willing to be this good to a fake girlfriend, he would be amazing to a real one. And so she sees what she wants. She clarifies why she wants it. And she's a demand that she gets it, which are all great things where it becomes morally ambiguous how great being responsible is, is uh, Ruka's uh, MO, so to speak, is she starts blackmailing Kazuya. She's basically like, hey, the only way that, you know, I won't let anyone know that Chizuru is a rented girlfriend is if you date me. And, you know, she goes on to start working at the same store that he works at and, and just all these weird, uh, let's call it obsessive, uh, super attached ways to get Kazuya to be with her. But I, as funny and as weird as it is, I think it really points to the difference between, you know, what does it mean to be responsible for your life versus attached or obsessive with your life? And I'm wondering what you see there, Mary. Yeah, any person who texts, I mean, there was one episode where you just saw the text going on on his phone. I was like, oh, man. I, and that's what I would probably coach her on is the attachment piece because Ruka's a beautiful woman. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's super caring. She's gentle. It's just that the way that she often goes after the things that she wants is probably a bit too possessive. And with that kind of possessiveness, it actually becomes um, a detriment to her because she doesn't end up getting what she wants. She actually pushes it away, which is not her intention. So I totally see that for her. And my heart actually went out with her because I really like her. <laughs> like aside from the 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 possession, you know, the the like really hard hold that she had on Kazuya, she's actually really cool. And um it was really sad to watch. So that's what I would work with her on. Yeah, I I really feel for Ruka because I think the I think the reasoning is sound. Let me find someone who will care for me and love me regardless of my condition. So the the vision of her life is there. And I think to your point, Mary, it's working on the attachment of, and this is how it has to be. Because as a result, this very sweet, very caring, very smart person just comes off as a little wackadoodle. Um but at least she's better than mommy, who I'm not even going to give further airtime to because she is just the shittiest character of the entire series. And I will receive no further comments suggesting otherwise. That's me being at cause for keeping podcast content to uh, my vision of it, which is talking about characters that at least have any redeeming qualities. But with that in mind, Mary, any, anything else to wrap up this conversation, either about responsibility or about rent a girlfriend as a series the series was actually a lot of fun even though it drove me crazy watching watching kazuya at times it was a lot of fun um and i think the takeaway for me is just like look at yourselves in this and what do you see as to where you're being out of fact and where you're being at cause and where you're being super attached you know because all of those are interesting awarenesses to have and christina and i would love to talk more about that if 
you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. And and similarly, there's so many funny harem series out there, which at times can become perverse and absurd, but I think a lot of them have great coaching opportunities because the one thing they have in common is usually the protagonist is an awkward nerd that doesn't know how to like woo any of the women around him. So if you have any other beloved harem series or even better reverse harem series that you'd love us to cover, be sure to send us a DM or an email. And my other request is we really chose Rent-A-Girlfriend because we're trying to get a good mix of current and old school. And it was just trending on Crunchyroll. So similarly, I know we've got like Jujutsu Kaisen's getting a ton of hype. Fire Force Season 2 seems to be amazing. If there are any other up-and-coming series that you really want someone to be as excited about with you as you're watching it, feel free to let us know um, because I always love a good binge fest. And if you like this episode, let us know. Please subscribe, follow us, email us, DM us. We're here. We're happy to hear your thoughts and feedback. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Coach Taku. If you liked this episode, please share it and consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Taku Pod, C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U-P-O-D, or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host? In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at HereXTinaRoar on Instagram. And you can follow Mary at Raven5130 on Instagram. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.